two, one. And ignition and liftoff of Ares 1X. Testing concepts for the future of new rocket design. I'll just start talking. Yes. <laughs> Cause why not? So welcome to this. It's our reality TV edition. This is the ultimate pulp culture challenge. I am your host, Jamil Robinson, and we have some awesome new debates this month. So as you know, with the concept, each episode, our panelists will be judged and scored on their arguments for facts, passion, and creativity. Our panelists are Dave Mater. I, hi, <laughs> hi. I can't uh, hear it. You can play. hear me. I came. Yeah, I hear you. Okay. <laughs> Jeff Mater as contestant number two. I hear you too, Jamil. Loud and clear. T minus. Everyone's gonna get beat. <laughs> yes. And last but certainly not least, Jeff Foster. <laughs> <laughs> Woo! It's Jeff. That's okay, Jamil. Woo! Okay, so how the show works, you might be asking. There are six rounds plus a speed run um, by our two top panelists. Now, we'll be talking about movies, television, music, sports, history, and the wild card question. Now, we want people to be passionate and not personally be mean to one another or as much as they possibly can. I now, only can do it so much. I can only possibly do it so much. You could only po Well, it might get a little dicey here. Now, you can keep in mind, you can also skip to a new debate by looking at the time indexes in the description and going to the battles that you are interested the most. So, one extra piece of information for this game. Especially with the wild card question. All of the contestants have been notified that if the answers provided and the debates provided are not acceptable, no one will be get getting <laughs> any points for the wall card round so i expect a top tier uh debate right i wanted people to keep it clean but i also want people to be passionate all right so let's get ready to rumble uh, let's get ready to rumble okay so we're starting off with movies with our first question what is the best movie that uses reality TV in its storytelling? Now, before we start, people are going to ask this question. What do you mean by best, Jamil? Right? Yes. Right? It is exactly how the question is written. What is the best movie that uses reality TV in its storytelling? Okay? So, it is the combination of what is the best Plus, who does it the best? No, uh, Jamil. Just before we jump in, um, yes. I, I just you know there might be somebody in the in the chat waiting for something. Hmm. What could it you be? You are correct. 
But who could that be? Let's could look it... over to the chat. I usually am running the chat, so I apologize to all of our chat watchers, right? <laughs> I apologize because often I'm always there typing away, responding to people in the chat. So uh, for those who are listening to the audio only version or listening to on YouTube afterwards, Please keep in mind when we are live so you can interact and join with us during the proceedings. Looking over, I do see my man Sam has some messages. Yes. Right? One of them is let's go. Now, what is he referring to in terms of us going? Right? Let's hmm. go. Let's go. Let's go to the mall? No. That's not nope. it. Um, Let's Go by Richie Valens? No. That's a good one. Hmm. Any suggestions, panelists? Um, It might be, uh, you know, it might end with, and many more. And many more. Tacos and many more? <laughs> yeah, maybe it's I'll tacos. Sign me up for tacos. <laughs> yes. Well... Uh, before we get into this question, very long um, intro, I would like to personally thank Sam for his support. Um, and I know it, this feeling is felt by uh, most of the individuals from the United Federation, the podcast, um, with the exception of Jody. Jody has no love you know, for you, Sam. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> to you, uh, you'll have to take it up with him. Yeah. I've tried breaking, like, I tried talking to him about it. But regardless... Sam, have a merry, merry, merry Christmas, right? I hope you enjoy the holidays. Keep being you. Uh, is that it? Yeah. Well, oh, no. Play. Sam, it's your birthday. Happy birthday, Sam. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy, Happy birthday, birthday, dear Julian. Happy birthday to you. And many, many more. All right, Sam, my man, leader of the Ellie Corps, right? Yeah, yeah. the LA Corps. <laughs> Have a special day. But... Let's get back that to was movies. A celebration. These three gentlemen, only one of them will be celebrating and get the fruits of victory. Sure, sure. So let's begin. Who's our first contestant? Let's go. Whoever you want. We'll do it in order of appearance. Um, Dave, proceed. Okay. Um, so the movie I'm going with today is a film known as the hunger games from 2012 featuring an actor you might know an actress jennifer lawrence also known as jay law she's known as now where she plays katniss everdeen who is from district 12 who sacrifices herself to go into the hunger games a reality tv show that the capital puts on to um to punish the districts uh, in this futuristic dystopia where uh, for a rebellion many years earlier where two kids from each district have to go into like this uh, free-for-all battle royale style fight 
and uh, all the capital watches it, and it's it's put on spectacle, and they they watch eleven kids die until one is crowned the champion. And the Hunger Games, I think, is um, it's in this dystopia, but it really has a lot of connections when you uh, compare it to shows like Big Brother and other reality TV shows, where the audience can get attached to these players and will come to support them. You see in the Hunger Games that. Thank you there's... very much, Dave, for your opening remarks. You're welcome. <laughs> We're moving on to Mr. Foster. You have a minute. Please proceed with your debate. Oh, geez, a minute, eh? Okay, well, this is okay. Well, I'm going off the board here with this one. Uh, may not be uh, obvious to a lot of people, but I'm going to go, first of all, with how reality TV is divine, defined. And it's a TV program in which real people are continuously filmed for entertainment rather than informative. Now, my movie of choice is Saw 2, which is a kind of off-the-board choice um but uh instead of uh, entertainment it's more of a statistic entertainment um from the view of the uh antagonist or jigsaw if you will and um throughout the movie um the uh uh, uh characters in the show in the movie uh, are stuck in a house um have to get out alive and they are being viewed by the uh antagonist jigsaw as well as the cops who are trying to figure out where they are being hidden um, or captured and trying to uh, interrogate the uh, villain throughout the uh, movie while this is going Thank you very on. much, Foster. Um, everyone will get a chance to um, debate in the free-for-all, but this is just opening remarks. Last but not least, go ahead, Jeff. Okay, I picked The Truman Show. Um, the reason why I picked The Truman Show, you talk, it's more sadistic than both Saw 2 and Hunger Games put together. It's uh, a kid is born uh, of an unwanted pregnancy, and some sicko named Kristoff, played by Ed Harris, thinks it'd be a good idea to film this kid's entire life until he kind of maybe figures it out. But we're going to throw every roadblock in his way so he doesn't figure it out. And then we're going to convince him his dad died and we're, and then have him show up as a homeless guy and just totally screw with his head. It's really kind of sadistic throughout this whole show. Uh, and it's a great uh, depiction of what reality TV kind of has become uh, because a lot of, especially kids, don't really have the choice of being um, televised to all, to the whole world. Okay, you're conceding your last 20 seconds. We'll open it up to the main debate, right? Go ahead, fight. You have four minutes. Um, okay, well, okay, I'll start. Um, Hunger Games, barely a reality TV show, more of like a, an event, uh, you know, more like a sporting program, more like a Super Bowl, not really reality TV in my opinion. Uh, Saw 2, same thing. It's more of like a crime thing. It's like it's not really a reality TV, in my opinion, uh, whereas my show, The Truman Show, is definitely reality TV. So that's my Well, I don't think it's any more reality TV than The Hunger Games. I think The Hunger Games is very much in that reality TV where the the stakes are life and death. Yeah, it's sport. Well, you could argue the same thing for Saw 2, right? I think also with it, too, is that it's forced. It's no one's willing to go. Yeah, like... The Hunger Games, you could argue, yeah, they don't, and, and Truman Show, they're not like willingly going on these shows, but just like, you know, Hunger Games is life and death, and they're put into situations that normal people wouldn't be put into. Fair enough, but Saw 2 is not a better movie than The Hunger Games or The Truman Show, I would say. It doesn't have as many big actors, I'll say that, but uh, I think that the twists and turns definitely define it over the other two movies. It's got Donnie Wahlberg, Dave, how dare you? 
<laughs> uh, the Truman Show is a really well-written movie. It's it's got so many great metaphors to not only what would what the the time period it was made in, but what would come. Like reality TV defines kind of our TV watching today. It's on every channel, and I think the Truman Show kind of was like a a precursor to that in a lot of ways. Yeah, but the Truman Show um, is unbelievable in so many other ways. This idea that a corporation could adopt a person and it's it doesn't feel like real life. It feels very disconnected. Whereas The Hunger Games, because it's set in this futuristic reality where um, that, you know, all this untold history has taken place. Uh, that you can suspend that disbelief and you can you can sort of uh, go along with the concept, I think, easier than the Truman Show, in re especially in retrospect, because that sh that movie does feel dated because it's kind of pre-internet. And, and, and so it kind of lacks a little bit of uh, a, a, a common day or a present day sort of context uh, in some in some respects. But uh, I think that The Hunger Games huge blockbuster film uh spawned an entire franchise of films and is based on a great literary work you know the whole um mockingjay series the hunger games though is not like an original idea like you know the the you know jamil knows very well there's a, a plethora of you know you know kill game type uh movies and most of them are much better than the hunger games hunger games is really at the end of the day at the crux of what it's about it's about PETA and j law getting together that's really what i watched all no. three of those movies that's what it's yeah. about that was the greatest reality show because it was the romance and then they couldn't kill them because of the berries at the end it's like see, very see memorable the, see the beauty of saw is that it doesn't just focus on one or two characters like the other movies with saw they are interrogating a cop who they captured his son there was a returning player from previous movie that you know has survived the game so they know what they're doing you know, like all the characters have their own different uh, backstories. So there's a lot more going on. You're more invested in terms of what's who's doing what, who wants to do this, who's surviving, who's making the good choices, who's making the bad choices. And it's just it's a roller coaster from beginning to end. You can't just follow one person. That's what's great about the Saw movie. I'm just confused. 30 about second how, warning. I'm just confused how Saw is a reality TV and how the, that's used in its storytelling. I don't Inside get it. Too, there, it is, in this but... specific movie, they are all filmed in this house trying to escape through the right. traps, and the cops and the antagonists are watching them do it the whole time. There's some pretty cool twists at the end that I'm not going to ruin for right. everyone. Gotcha, gotcha. But it's, it's, in the Hunger Games, it's all about how it's the show. They have to put the whole show on. You see it from the producer's point of view. You see it from the contestants, and they and they use the the uh, the, the 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 game against them. They hack the game. Okay. The contestants. So. Uh, we've had our four minutes of debates. Now, uh, the way it stands, Jeff, yes, is not the winner. Okay, neither is Dave. Neither is Josh. What? Oh. I need one point from each person to wrap up their whole thesis of their debate. Go ahead. Okay. Can I go first? You can go first. I would say if you're going to, the question is, what is the best movie that uses reality TV in its storytelling? And I think by far it's the Truman Show. The whole story is based off reality TV and convincing this one guy that he lives in a real world, but he doesn't. He has to break out of that reality. And so that's the whole purpose of the movie. Well, my issue with the Truman Show for me is that so uh, you're starting your your final thoughts. Okay, go ahead. I am. 
I'd be okay. I'm going to go. So my final thoughts is I, I just off the Truman show, it, like the whole movie ends when he walks out of the, of the, of the, of the, the, the show. And you don't even yeah. get to see what happens after that. That's where the story should have been. That's where the disappointment is. But we're coming back to hunger games, hunger games sets up this whole new narrative, this revolution. And it's, it's a, a great storytelling in terms of like, the contestants and the people kind of figuring out how to use the the villains um uh reality uh the 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 zoo the, the, the zoo aspect or like the, the the lab rat kind of effect to their uh, their advantage okay. okay give me give me 10 uh, seconds jamil so i can i can finish my start just so just ahead. uh so mine shows two sides of the human mind while they're watching you know the cops are empathetic and concerned for the victims while jigsaw the killer or the antagonist is calm and seemingly in control the whole time. So you don't know who's in control until the very end of the movie. Okay. All right. So a couple of things I got to clean up here in the regards. Uh, not much commentary about the best aspect of said movies with the exception of Jeff. Um, I, I was hoping that I was going to hear a lot more uh, regarding that. Uh, because uh, I, I think highly of all the shows that were mentioned, all the movies that were mentioned, um, two, um, not many um, hitbacks for Jeff as well, uh, but uh, Dave did a great job in terms of detailing and explaining the world and how it is connected to other uh, examples of reality television. Uh, Jeff... I expected you to talk about the reflections in a lot of the live streaming that has become very popular where uh, people lives are being followed online. Right. So uh, I was expecting that uh, foster man, you need to talk more step in. Do not let them railroad you. And you were silent for majority of the debate. So, well, this is my least confident I, answer, so well, I think we'll pick it up from here. Don't worry, Jamil. Well, even fake it till you make it. So even that response does not, it kind of justifies where I feel I was in the response. So uh, in my breakdown, uh, Jeff actually takes the point, uh, even though Dave had more points provided, oh. he also had more knocks against him. So that's Jeff gets the point. So Dave, feel confident in the fact that you did a good job in terms of debating, but unfortunately you did not rebut a lot of the knocks against your point. All right. All right. All right. I'll, I'll rebut more. Okay. Foster, I need more from you. Okay. okay. <laughs> I'm, just playing I'm just simple. Laying it out. Not not even I'm, not enough. Not even close. It's okay. I'm, I'm Quite just... frankly, this is gonna take some more here. <laughs> okay. I'm I'm laying it out here and I want to lay the groundwork of how this today is going to go because I don't want people to complain afterwards about it wasn't fair, right? <laughs> okay, we're, we're doing this. All right. Um, is, right. Is, is Murph, Murph, are you producing or is not? He's producing. <laughs> All right, we're ready for the next round. Let's do okay. TV. All right, next one is TV. Who is the best Big Brother player of all time? Of all time. Foster, you were starting off first. Go ahead. I'm going to go with a uh, classic um, from the uh, earlier seasons or middle seasons, if you will. Um, Dan Giesling, you know, big, uh, winner of Big Brother 10 with the uh, 7-0 unanimous vote. Um, big Brother 14 runner-up. So pretty much, you know, right to the end for both seasons. 
Um, there's a lot more detail we, I'm going to go into, obviously, with this one. Um, you know, superb puppet master manipulating the votes the way he wanted. Uh, usually able to get others on his side, regardless of his actions and evict others. And overall, just too likable of a player. Too likable by contestants and too likable by the audience. Okay, you're conceding your time. So you have Dan Griesling as your, your pick. We're moving on to the next contestant, which would be Jeff. Jeff, go ahead. I went with the greatest of all time, uh, Dr. Will. You know, he famously said, when you're asking who the greatest of all time is in Big Brother, does Michael Jordan say he's the best of all time? No. He just, everyone just kind of knows. It's Dr. Will. It's not even close. You have a guy that, well, he won season two, but that's not why he was great. The reason It was all his strategy. He broke the game in a lot of ways because what he did was he completely threw all competitions. He understood that the game was a social game, and if he got people to turn on each other, that was the best way to get to the end of the game. It was really just the survival of the fittest, and the best way to do that is is to make yourself non-threatening and get everyone to eat each other and then you end up at the end uh he played again in all-stars and then he got to third and only reason he went home was the best competition player of all time janelle took him out on a single vote so this is the prowess of a player like a dr will that really shows that he he's the best of all time he came back to do all the panels everyone knew that he was the most knowledgeable he was he was also the most entertaining there's no more one more entertaining than dr will on the show he invented so many things in reality tv including the term showmance okay, and all the diaries okay all right our last contestant in this round is dave go ahead all right i'm here to give you the greatest winner we've ever had Derek Eleviser from Big Brother 16. He played the ones he only needed to play the ones. It was a flawless, flawless game. Uh, everyone wants to talk about Dr. Will. Everyone wants to talk about Dan. But these two had the fortune of coming earlier, especially Dr. Will. He's season two. So he got on the ground floor and you can call him an innovator, but really like they were all kind of figuring out. And if it wasn't him, it would have been somebody else. Derek came along and perfected the game he created um uh he took like the, the the whole brigade format and he made it work for him in a such a way that he was like a puppet master his entire season he was so good at manipulating his alliance members whether it be frankie or caleb or um or or uh, victoria or cody you know that everyone in there was insulated he got cody to take him to the end and then he won thank you very much dave all right, we are opening up the floor for our communal debate. There's going to be four minutes on the board. Have at it, folks. So, Dan, right away, first off, the big thing about him was not only did he win his first season unanimously, he went back for a coaching season, meaning that he was only one of a couple returners. So he was, you know, target on his back from the get-go, and he made it to the finals with one of his own teammates who he taught everything he knew in Ian – and that's and he lost in the end because of that, right? Because he was so good that he, he as a trade by teacher, you know, he was so a student of the game and he saw it from an overviewing perspective and not from a singular perspective. Okay, uh, I have a couple of rebuttals to both Dan and Derek. Uh, first, Dan. Dan was a, a, a really good player. I will give him credit for that, but he was very boring in his first season. 
is you know not very entertaining kind of just laid on a couch and read a book the whole time didn't really enjoy his game the first time the second time he was fantastic and but see that's the thing he has less quantity that dr will has dr will has two fantastic played seasons uh as for Derek, yeah dave said he only played once and when he did play i i i was not that impressed i think he's over rated as a, as a winner why because he didn't play with a lot of other really good players you know like frankie yeah frankie and cody Zach- the winner <laughs> of the winner of big brother all-stars he played yeah. with the all-star of all-stars and he played with nicole too also won yes i know i'm making your point here but at the same time the later i disagree with you the later seasons have the players are worse the earlier seasons the players were better uh, all you have to do is go watch those seasons, and you can tell the the, well, the players got worse were. somehow. I don't know how it happened. Some of them go were, on. but like Doctor, wasn't it Doctor Will and Boogie laughing at how dumb all the other contestants were in their seasons? Dumber than them. So like, were they playing? <laughs> well, yeah, well, and these people were dumber than Derek, you know. And and Derek was an undercover cop. He never went on the block once his entire season. He gets taken to the end when he when Cody could have taken Victoria to the end with him and one for sure but not because he, he was dumb not because cody was dumb exactly you know that's how no. much smarter Derek was right no cody Co- knew he was gonna lose no he didn't i no. think he did. He, i just watched he, it again this morning with the with the final um the vote the with the jury and 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 cody's completely like he doesn't understand how much more reverence the jury has for Derek than him in that final two you know that's that that you know the He's like, oh, well, I, the men are going to duke it out to the end. But, you know, Cody would have rather had $450,000 if you uh, ask him to go back and relive. Yeah, well, if he would rather that, he would have taken Victoria. See, Dan's, Dan's got a lot going for him because not only did he start with the, you know, first few people in an alliance called the Renegade back in the first season. So he was that one of those first few seasons where it was like a big alliance. But he also was with major players like Keisha and Memphis. Right, Dan, that's Dan's got nothing going on. for him. Dan is well, the worst. Yeah, Dan, you know Dan taught Ian to talked, beat him. I haven't even mentioned the funeral yet, which is by far top three all-time performances for someone to flip the script on them being evicted. He didn't even get evicted because I will say, he played it off. I will say that Dan should have won that second season. I agree on that point. But at the same time, uh, his first season is so bloody boring that i can't make him the top of all time when dr will was so fantastically entertaining through both seasons especially season two when the show was just getting its legs going he kind of really made the show what it became uh even yeah, rob cicinito he... said he based his survivor game on dr well, will so that's that's what we're talking about yeah now. but you can't argue about that with dan as well because he came back as a coach for his second season so like he was one of three players along with boogie and i think it was danielle and to have that reputation yeah, in season cheating. eight, it was cheating. He, he, got, <laughs> he, he got a huge advantage that season. He should never have been allowed to even play it. And even when he was allowed to play it, he lost. So, like, I think that Dan has too many besmirches on his record. I think that his uh, he is a boring player. And I, I, I agree that, like, um, thank yeah. you very much. Four minutes is over. Can I get one point from each person? Surprisingly enough, with the points and the knocks. It's actually pretty close. So I need one thing from everyone. We're starting off in the same order. So uh, Foster, please go ahead. Um. Uh, no, 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 no. Uh, he's he's reared as one of the nicest uh, winners, and as an actual leader and coach, it showed. He's one of the few that understood the game not only from his point of view, but from an overlooking perspective of the game. He barely had bad blood because he was adored and trusted by his fellow competitors, even when he was backstabbed by other, or he backstabbed others. 
And it's a lot of a big buzz level personality and strategy, which Dan sure has a lot of. Okay. Uh, go ahead, uh, Jeff. Uh, for me, it's kind of what I said before. Dr. Will turned the game on its head, and he did it at the beginning. He, no one's really revolutionized the game the way he did by, uh, for instance, throwing competitions on purpose, laying in the uh, laying in the weeds, telling the audience in the diary room what's going on, but acting totally different inside the house. I, I don't feel like anyone did that until Will did it, and I think he revolutionized the reality TV competition you know not just big brother but all of reality tv competition and he did it so well because the diary room allowed him to do that and i think he uh that was the template going forward for everyone else and so that's why he's the best for me of all time okay uh dave like it gets no better than Derek in big brother 16 in terms of a perfect get winners game. This guy ran the whole board. He, he was in control of every situation, never went on the block. I think that Dr. Will, somebody would have come along and do the same things he did. If it wasn't him, I think he was just right time, right place. Derek was, uh, he's more like, you know, like an early player, you know, like that's like, it's like comparing like Bobby hole to Brett hole, you know, it's, 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 it, there's a whole different dynamic there. I think that with Dan, I think that this, guy has got a, a bogus record I, I i think that he's uh, uh poor i coming back to back to dr will like being entertaining does not make him better like in my in, in big brother 16 like i think zach rance is the most entertaining contestant that season but derek is by far the best player and this is what this is about i think that um who are who's fun to watch isn't always what makes the best gameplay either i think that Derek a bit more methodical a little bit more boring but he was charismatic enough and was able to use his undercover police skills to run the whole house god the undercover police again and and his kid oh my god right. okay. okay team america team america okay um so um for majority of this um everyone was tied with uh with plus two in terms of uh positive so some people had more uh less knocks against their competitor um and more points and some people had less knocks and or more points and less knocks vice versa whatever is supposed to be said it was tied for a good portion of it but i have to give it to dave dave squeaked it out at the end oh. um this was this was gonna be jeff's again Foster, much better. Much better. Much better. Um, I did not automatically give you a knock for saying that Ian was uh, Dan's teammate. He wasn't. He was Boogie's teammate. Uh, they were in the Quack Pack together, but they weren't necessarily teammates um, at the beginning. He wasn't his coach. So, just yeah. want to put some facts in. No, yeah. the Ian, Thank you. Ian, the betrayed, Ian betrayed Boogie. That was a big part of that season. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Um, so I think everyone did a great job. Um, I will argue, I did not give Dave this point that, um, being entertaining is important to being the best as well. I agree. I didn't give well, you that Derek point. Derek was not unentertaining. I just think that it was pretty, yeah, that's, that's, that was a knock on Derek. You're saying that didn't help my, my argument. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> it, um, it didn't help or hurt it too much. Right. Now we're going into music. What is the best singing reality show? Very simple. Jeff, start us off. Okay. I went with Got Talent. I mean, so I guess that includes America's Got Talent, Britain's Got Talent, all of it. Okay. The reason why I picked this is because this is the only competition show that I feel isn't like um, 
this giant conglomerate of the music industry. It, it's the only one where you can see a 55-year-old Scottish woman get up there and say, sing Les Mis, and everyone's stunned. You can't do that on American Idol. You couldn't even do that on The Voice. But on Got Talent, it seems those people fall through the cracks, and then you get some uh, fantastic, uh, you know, out-of-the-box people, and I think we need more of that in singing competitions. I don't really just need to see the the 20-year-old blonde girl that can sing. I get it. You know, there's lots of those. But give me the people that, you know, come come out of nowhere. That's what I want. That's what God Talent gives us. Okay, you're conceding your time. We're going to the top of the order. Dave, go ahead. I'm going with the great one, the original, the original recipe, if you will, American idol the one that started it all and i still think is the most classic with the three judges if you go back to like paul abdul and randy and simon cowell and how well and how successful and how massive that show was and is to this day and how many imitators have come along since then whether that be america's got talent which is not strictly a singing show it's got all kind of, it's got like you know pets doing backflips or whatever the heck they do over there um not to mention all the judges on that show are not even american but it, that's that's beside the point american idol uh it launched the careers of, of, of huge massive stars i think if you want to talk about like what is it to be a singer you want to become famous and sell albums and american idol is the most direct correlation of that if you go back to kelly clarkson Clay Aiken, uh, so, uh, and um, and some of these other huge winners that have come along from the American Idol alumni. It's it's by far the best singing show. That's it. Okay, Dave um, is over. Thank you with American Idol and Foster. Go ahead. So my choice is The Voice, and it's been around since 2011. 22 successful seasons. Um, you know, the big difference, or I guess two big differences between this show and American Idol and Got Talent is, first of all, it's about the voice. You know, these, like the premise of the show is that you don't look at the person, you look, you hear the voice, and then that's what intrigues you as the judges or the panelists. Now, the other really great aspect of it, too, is with the judges and panelists, yeah, they're big names like the other shows, but they actually put these contestants on their teams, once again, based on their voice, not by how they look. And they coach them throughout the season. Um, and they also have an invested invested interest in it because they want their players to succeed. So there's a lot more competition. There's a lot more intensity. And there's a lot higher stakes for everyone, not just the contestants. And as well, too, you know you're going to get a good product because the, play, the people are on The Voice have already been screened. They're already good contestants. It's about who the coaches are going to pick rather than are they actually good enough to sing. Okay. Foster's uh, returning his remaining time. We're opening up for general debates. Uh, four minutes, see if we play, and uh, let's go. Okay, first thing. American Idol has been relevant since, guess who left? Simon Cowell left. Nobody's come out of that show that's been any good since he left. And I defy you to tell me somebody that's uh, good. Uh, the Voice it's exactly what I said. It's wrong about the music industry. It's like, oh, we'll all turn our chairs and only listen to the voice. Then we turn around. Oh, good. They're good looking. All right. I'll take you. Uh, you know, that's what I love about God Talent is God Talent is you get these people that, uh, you know, come out of like bars and, you know, and they're just regular Joe Slow people and they happen to have a great talent. And that's, you know, yes, there's other things that happen on God Talent. There's magicians or whatever. But when there's a singer, the singer, I feel like, has the best opportunity to show off what they got. 
I, I agree yeah. that American Idol has long outlived its like stay here. But like if you look at those early seasons, if you look at Kelly Clarkson and Carrie Underwood alone, two of the biggest uh, pop stars of their eras, like how can you deny it? And The Voice, it's it, it's a false flag. It, it, it It's a bad show because um, it, it it tries to make it just about The Voice and not about the, how they look. Not since the 70s has it mat- not mattered how you look because MTV came along. You have to sell the product. This is why... Ruben Stuttered, the winner of season two of Big Brother, arguably, I don't think did as well. I don't think he was as commercially um, viable, even though he won that competition that year. I think that Clay Aiken was probably the one that, you know, ultimately would have been the more the, the more. Uh, and where is he today, Dave? What's he huh? doing today? Clay he's in Congress, Aiken. I think, or something, <laughs> um, you know. <laughs> See, when it comes to American Idol, and first of all, American Idol is, in my opinion, one-dimensional. It's very simple. It's very basic. It's, you know, it's been around forever. Obviously, it's it's the original uh, reality music show, but there's not much, you know, there's not much substance to it. It hasn't changed a lot over the years. With Got Talent, you got to remember, it's not just a singing show. So, you know, eight times out of ten, it's an act that you're watching that's not singing, right? Even though they have a prolific record of winners being singers, right? Because usually singing talent, you know, supersedes and can sell out audiences and stuff, right? With The Voice, they have battles. They play each other. The coaches go after each other. You know, there's there's that uh, uh, competition. There's that uh, camaraderie. And at the end of the day, yeah, there is yeah, there's a higher profile of people. But at the end of the day, it brings in more people because you're getting people like Aria Grande, uh, Zach Levine, um, now Chance the Rapper next season. So it's all different genres. Here's my problem with The Voice, and it's very simple. That show is about the celebrities. It's not about the contestants. It's it's about right. the judges, and and, yeah. and and no one cares who's on the show. You know, it's just like, oh, I like you. I could maybe make you a star or a backup singer. That's what the voice is all about. Whereas Got Talent, you have people like Callum Scott, uh, you know, Susan Boyle. You have uh, you, you got uh, lots of different people have come out of Got Talent. I can't think of them all, but oh, they did um, steal Simon Cowell from American Idol because he was so good on that show, and it was the best reality singing show, Jamil. It was the one that started it all. It was. Mad- massive huge like was massive. it the show or was it simon cowell though that's the question well, it was it was the best use i think that they had the best talent i think it was like because that was the first show to come along and you saw so many amazing singers come through the american idols early seasons i think until like season five and then it kind of becomes they all kind of got watered down but i think that you know that ultimately american idol was this lightning in a bottle that was the best reality show about singing about becoming a star and selling albums and and becoming notable and then it sort of became too ordinary after that the show kind of uninvented its genre but when the voice and america's got talent come along they're trying to capture that same vibe but it just never has worked as well since that since those first few years of american idol well i think it's going to water down but yeah go ahead two seconds that's four minutes (laughs) um Ooh, uh, this is a tough one, Jamil. Actually, we all, I think we all have good choices. I'm not, you know, just to be, you know, polite here. I, I like all you guys. I think, you know, this is a, this is a tough one because the reality show, reality singing shows are not all linear anymore. Everyone has its own taste and good and bad about it. Okay, I'm I'm gonna be a little frag here, right? Not that I'm not frag. Um, <laughs> I was kind of a little disappointed in terms of how nice everyone was to each other. Uh, this should have gotten a little bit more dirty uh, than it needs to be. Um, so, 
breaking right. down in terms of the points and the minuses, um, American Idol is out because there are so many knocks against it. Um, like what? What was the best knock against American Idol? Um, cla- so first you said it claimed it hasn't changed over the years, <laughs> right? Which is immediately disagreed that Simon left, right? No. Um, there was a point has not been relevant since Simon left, which you also agreed to. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. Well, it um, was it was the best show until it was the best show. It, it was, was the best show. Right. <laughs> um, you did not talk about how it incorporated original songs or the contestants using instruments in it, which was a change over. Um, yeah, I didn't like that initial. It doesn't matter if you like it or not. You're arguing for the point. You're in its corner. No, I was saying like first five seasons of American Idol was the best reality singing show, and then it, they ruined it. Okay, forgot talent. Really, the only knock that people just kept coming back to was it wasn't just a singing competition. That's right. That's it. <laughs> Anything else? Anything else? For judges God aren't talent? American. <laughs> it doesn't matter. He didn't say America's Got Talent. Well, he once again, the talent. question is the best reality singing show, and Got Talent is not a reality singing show. It's a talent show. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Is there singing in this show? Yeah, but it's not. A, it's not to find it. Yes, yes, it is, is this, Jamil. Okay. Is yes, it a reality it show? It is a reality show, Foster. Yes. Okay. Thank you. All right. Now, in terms of the voice, right? The knock, all about the judges more than the contestants. Yeah. Right? That point was further elaborated on in terms of the additional competition with the teams, with the judges. So you're, like, focusing on the judges. Now, I did like that you said it focused on the voice initially, but then also you had the knock that the people were already preset to already have a certain look to begin with. They didn't put any haggard, ugly person there. Right? On the voice to begin with, you never really rebutted that statement at all. Okay, that's I'm not gonna, I'm gonna rebut okay. it. Now. All right, <laughs> Jeff, you win. <laughs> if you rebutted that in some form of fashion, yeah, I would have given when, when, all I would have said is just and it's fine, I'll, I'll concede to Jeff. No worries. The only point I would have said with that is that you know, it, it, it's they're not looking for the blonde girl like, like Jeff mentioned, right? Like they're doing whatever look they can get, right? But obviously, yeah, if you want to go that way, no problem. Jeff, you got this. When The Voice first started, it was all about, oh, look at this. You shouldn't judge the person by their looks. You should only judge them by their voice. That's why it's called The Voice. But it's not that anymore. Now it's just the pretty person that can sound like some famous celebrity or famous old singer, and which is kind of stupid. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and there's a lot more back and forth with the judges. Okay, yeah. so a little cleanup here. Uh, Clay Aiken wasn't a winner. A day. No, runner up. No, runner up. I said. Yeah. I said no. He, he said he should have been. He I think he probably no, should have won you that. Initially season. stated Uh-oh. winners <laughs> like Kelly Clarkson and Clay Aiken. I didn't put that as a mark, but I wrote that down. Well, I also talked about Carrie Underwood. You said that afterwards. Yeah. Kelly well, Clarkson. Okay. Well, Carter. I didn't know I had to. I, I, didn't, I didn't know I had to nail it on the first go. I didn't know. It was I, I'm just like... saying. I'm, I'm just. I, I didn't take it as a knock. If you look at my notes, I didn't put it as a knock. I just mentioned it's clean up. All right. Okay. That's just clean up. Okay. Moving on because we want to keep this show going. Right. There's no. Uh, there won't be an after show currently for this, even though I would love it. Uh, so we're going to go into sports. Okay. 
What is the best sports-focused reality <laughs> show? So we're at the top of the order. So, Dave, please go ahead. Yeah, so I'm going with uh, WWF, also WWE, Tough Enough, a reality show that was all about um, contestants trying to make it in the wrestling business, trying to get a contract with the wrestling promotion. Uh, when it starts off, it's w World Wrestling Federation and then becomes WWE, I think, early in those seasons. Um, it, it is, it's really incredible to see the the reality and the brutality of the wrestling business that's often not shown on camera. Like we know that um, like documentaries like Hitman Heart, Wrestling with Shadows did a great job of that. And I feel like Tough Enough um, was, was a, a really revolutionary one because it, dro it dropped the whole kayfabe thing. It, it didn't try to pretend that wrestling was real. It was like, no, wrestling is about knocks and doing these stunts, and, but it's still sport. It's still a brutal sport that requires a lot of um of, of conditioning physical ability coordination with 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 a team um and uh and everything else and uh i think it it did a lot to kind of open my eyes to how how that those things come along not just from the interviews with the wrestlers which was mostly my context up thank to that you point, very much we're moving yeah, on welcome. to the next contestant i'm i'm keeping I'm keeping on a cue with this. Uh, so go ahead, uh, Foster, with your choice. Okay, well, sports, it's all about an activity involving physical exertion. Sam, you're going to like this one. I'm going with the challenge, boys. You know, it's been around <laughs> since 98. Uh, it's older than more popular shows like Surviving Big Brother. It's had 38 seasons across 25 years. Just like it states in the title, the challenge, every challenge 99% of the time involves some sort of physical exertion and it tests your body mentally, physically, every single time you get eliminated from the show via a, a elimination. Once again, usually physical um, and across the whole thing they, they you don't even, you have to come from other reality shows. You have to make sure that you're not only a good personality, but you're a competitor to be able to get on this show. That's how good it is. It's like, it's like the, uh, the professionals, for reality TV shows, especially when it comes to sports competitions. So it's not just basic running, jumping, whatever. It's a array of different types of exercise and different types of uh, activities. And they, they take so many different aspects from so many different sports. And Thank you very in. much, Foster. And now, uh, go ahead, Jeff. Okay, I have a show. I'm going a little off the board here. I'm going with The Big Break. No, I don't know. Yes, I don't know if you guys know what the big break was, but the big break was a golf competition reality show. Okay, it was on the golf channel. And basically the way it worked was they would take like aspiring pros or already semi pros or amateurs and would bring them all together to compete almost like in like a survivor style, like challenge style, if you will. Um a golf competition and the person that ended up getting all the way to the end and winning the big break would get a big break to play uh for their card on the tour so that, that that's kind of like the whole premise of the show but the, what was really good about the show is they would have all these battles back and forth match play style they had all sorts of different skills competitions where they they're most famous for like breaking the panes of glass and, and so that was kind of their thing. And that's why it was also called the big break. They would break the glass, right? But they would also do like driving competitions, putting competitions, uh, uh, fairway competitions, uh, closer to the pin, um, 
all, all, all sorts of different things closest to the line and where and, but what was really good about the show is thank it, you it, very much jeff greatly appreciated so now we're opening up the floor please go ahead oh i'm spearheading this one jameel i'm all over top of this rebuttal in this round boys okay let's go let's start with the fact that this show my challenge is still on boys it's still going strong once to twice a year you know, I don't know if the big break is even on. I don't remember the last time I even saw it on TV. It's not. WWE, WWF, like, okay, okay, uh, Dave. Okay, sure, whatever, right? That's Great scripted. show. That's scripted. It's not a competition series. It's not, you know. It is. It was a competition series. You had to yeah, well, not, well it, it's not around anymore, is it? Like, they have yeah, like, all six other, amazing seasons. All the other shows. But this show has revolutionized. Revolutionized. It had its own pipeline. It had its own show called The Real World, specifically for filtering these players into this challenge series. And then when that stopped, they started using the survivor, the a Big Brother. It's this is like the upper echelon of they, of take, they take the worst people from Big Brother Survivor and and He's the amazing raised. race. They take like the biggest meatheads and uh and bottle barbies and like and and put them into under armor gear and like they I don't know, it's something no, weird going no, on. With this show. Well, okay, Jay is not a muscle head, he's a great personality, he's a great rock climber. Okay, you look at Nat- Natalie as well. Natalie was in one of the seasons for a bit. She's a competitor beast. And and not to get, that's just recently, but right? They were like, bad at their games. They were bad at Big Brother. They were bad at Survivor mostly. Like and then they, won, they reward Josh them by putting them in, into this challenge where it's all they think it like this is the problem with modern Big Brother is that they think everything's about the challenges and who is head of household and who has power, but it's not as as we talked about with the whole Dr. Will strategy. That, See, that, that's, that's good because I'm talking about the challenge, Dave, <laughs> not about Big Brother, because you have to be good enough to be on the challenge, not just for Big Brother. Here's the problem with Dave's show. Um, there's a better show. It's called The Ultimate Fighter. It's all about the UFC where they don't – it's not about wrestling. Wrestling died a long time ago, and when that show started, it was already long since dead. Oh, uh, Jameel was watching the Royal Rumble last night. It has not died. He was, <laughs> I know Dave Jameel like... won't agree with me, but as far as a reality TV show goes, um, I don't want to watch that. I don't Well, you care. remember Maven? Uh, no. No. <laughs> Um, but you know, that's just me. That's just my personal opinion on wrestling. I don't watch it, the new stuff anymore, but uh, I get there's fans for it. I get like, but I liked the KFAB stuff. I liked what people thought was real and it was, it, it made it more theatrical. I enjoyed the old stuff. Um, whereas the ultimate fighter to me is more what you kind of want to watch. If you're going to watch like a wrestling type. Who doesn't want to see when uh, a guy falls on his back taking a bump in front of Triple H and one of his nuts pops out of the shorts and then Triple H points it out and then the guy's standing next to those two uh, women wrestlers there and they're like, oh, his nuts are popping out of his shorts. (laughs) It was hilarious and it was an amazing reality show, vastly entertaining. Or when you see like Billy Gunn like lose it on like some of the contestants, you know, it was as good as anything you'd ever see in like uh, American Idol or any other great reality show. See, those two shows just focus on one thing golf and wrestling right and obviously this isn't a one sport show but every single aspect of the physical of the physical performances is like an a, a, a higher like so for instance like their top two eliminations of all time hall brawl which is basically like linemen going up against each other football pads for pete's sake as a drill through a narrow hallway and pole wrestle which is basically hold on as long as you can while you wrestle the person away from it Physical exertion beyond belief. They are gassed by the time these competitions are over. 
I just think if you're talking about the big break, you want to watch some good competition. You're talking about the uh, golf one-on-one mono a mono. They also have the women's big break. It's, it, it, it really is a great competition show. I loved it. It was great. I used it, to watch it, it all the time. I think that the, the tough enough is still the best of these shows because it's more specific about what you have to achieve to become a great wrestler. It's about performance. It's about your ability to tell the story. It's got a, a, a much uh, better thing with the, with the challenge. It's all random. Okay, it's all based on whatever the competition is. Up. Thank you uh, very much. Can I get a point from each person? Go ahead, Dave. Oh yeah. I was, I was still going there. And with Jeff's show, like, I don't think that's entertaining to watch golf competitions. I think that if you're good enough to be on the pro tour, you just will be, you know, it's, it's, it shouldn't be about getting in there. What's what the premise of the show doesn't work for me. Either you're good enough to make the pros or you're not. Um, it's all based on your golf score. I'm pretty sure. And so that's a pretty um, a solid metric. Now who's the best at skills competitions or anything like that. Um, and yeah, like and, and tough enough. What, or, okay. I'm sorry. Go ahead, Jeff. Uh, the big break. Okay, I don't think people really realize how many good golfers there are in the world that never get their shot. And that was the whole purpose of the big break was to give these really good co- uh, competitors that tried to get their card over and over and just fell short by a few strokes the chance to actually do it or actually so, get it. Okay, maybe um, I I just want to make sure because your show is the one I, I have the least experience with. Mm-hmm. What is the barrier preventing golfers from getting their card? Uh, well, basically, you have to go through all these playdowns, and then what? But if you so, if you don't make it through those playdowns, and then you have to play for your card, and you have to shoot a certain score. But most people don't even get the chance to go play for their card. Whereas the big break gives you that automatic entryway into playing for your card. If That's basically enough, they would have made it in the first place. Okay. Okay, I've got one strong point. I, Can I, I deal? start? Just just a second. Yeah. Uh, Jeff, mm-hmm. I did not. I'm I'm not listening to Dave's last point towards you. He had his. <laughs> chance to talk okay? okay i just want to let you know all right it's stricken from the record yeah foster go ahead okay my last point is the final the series finale or the or season finale is always a one to two day competition that could include traversing through a jungle climbing a snowy mountain or even running across Sorry, a desert foster, let, let me I, I don't want to be unfair to you okay stop talking you won this one. <laughs> <Stop Yes! talking. laughs> you won this one by far. I, um, yeah. Oh, gosh. Uh, where to start? Uh, I was most interested in Jeff's. Uh, I didn't really get that much in terms of points. And the only knock, there was only one knock against you, which was it's not on anymore. <laughs> right? That's the only knock. Against, against who? Me? Yeah. Oh, That's yeah. It. Yeah, it's not on anymore, but most people don't know what it is. So, which is also the knock I gave tough enough to. It's not anymore. Um, Dave. Yes. Why would you knock your own show? I didn't. You brought up Maven. I thought he was a great, I thought he was like (laughs) an example of a great wrestler, great career. Five years. I watched WrestleMania um, 18 against Al Snow, if I recall. Um, I was very skeptical about the challenge winning this. Uh, but Foster, what about my knocks? I knocked it's like the Under Armour thing. That is not a knock. That's just a description <laughs> of the show. <laughs> I never I'm watched the challenge. I couldn't uh, knock his show. So uh, WWE tough enough wore you know underarm and athletic gear, right? You wear gear. <laughs> you wear gear, yeah, right? Well, Reality. I said it was, I had the worst. It had the worst the, Big the, Brother the challenge. Reality winners appear on the challenge. 
you brought it up like, oh, they only have crappy people on. Foster rebutted, stating that they had Casey and other winners. You said Natalie was a nobody and not good at the game. <laughs> Natalie was Survivor. I thought we were talking about the Natalie from Big Brother who loved James. No. I, think I said oh. from Survivor. <laughs> I said from Survivor. Yeah, she was season okay. sixteen, right? No, no. Yeah. Right. no she was well, good job, 17. Foster. Uh, just to uh, reiterate where we are right now, uh, Jeff is leading with two points, Dave with one, and then also Foster with one. It's still anyone's game, uh, but we're running out of uh, laneway because we only have two more to go. Two more to go. All right, here we go. Right. History. <laughs> Who is the best Survivor player of all time? My, I'm, um, I'm sorry. It's Foster. You are up. Okay, I'm going with the classic man, Boston Rob, the one who's been around the longest, the five-time contestant, also a mentor as well on uh, Island of the Idols. And just to uh, quickly do it, he outlast, lasted at least 14 days in a season, 152 days total, most all time. Outplay, recorded most uh, individual immunity wins with nine this career, tied for second with four in one season, and outwit. Greatly shown on Redemption Island with it, with his win. And after winning the season, Jeff Probst called it the most perfect game of Survivor ever. Okay. You're uh, giving back your time. You had 30 more seconds. Um, I'll go to Jeff. Go ahead. Listen, there's only one player that I can bring up when you talk about the greatest of all time. And it's Russell Hans. Um <laughs> Okay. I know the knock on him is going to be that he never won, but that shouldn't matter in my opinion because he should have won and played two seasons good enough to win. Uh, it basically it was his inherent personality that brought him down, but that doesn't mean he wasn't a great player. He was a fantastic player. He was the most entertaining back to the Dr. Will point of anybody ever on survivor. He revolutionized the game with the idols. Basically, they had to figure out ways to hide them better because he could, he found them within seconds, within minutes of them hiding them. Uh, he had more hustle. He, he showed every contestant to come after him that you need to hustle to want to win the game. If you don't, then you shouldn't. Uh, he also did everything that he needed to do in season 19. He was down like seven to four at the merge and came back and pagonged the, you know, the, 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 the seven players that were against him. he, he completely bamboozled that that tribe and Thank you, took it over. Jeff, uh, go ahead, Dave. Oh man, this is going to be a massacre. Okay, so I'm going with Tony Vlachos, the win, the two-time winner, the only other two-time winner than um, Sandra, who I don't think deserves to be in this discussion. But Tony does. He won uh, the Beauty versus Braun versus Brain season, playing against some really formidable players like Chaos Cast and Spencer, and uh, maybe not Wu, but Officer Sarah, who went on to win. And then he beat uh, 19 other winners uh, in, in winners winners at war. He And then he did it in both times in an incredibly innovative and entertaining way, doing things like the Spy Shacks, doing things like having his succubus energy and, and going on and making and, and having construction projects and being so charismatic. Russell 
is the greatest runner-up ever, but he... Uh, these are the introductions, no? Yeah, these are what well, I can talk about, <laughs> but I'm going last in the introduction, you know, and uh, and uh, who's got Foster again? Um, Doesn't matter. Oh, Boston Rob. Boston Rob. Biggest, like, like, Jeff Probst can't get his Thank head out of Boston much, Rob's uh, Dave. ass. Thank you very much, Dave. We're opening up the floor. Four minutes, please. Thank you. <laughs> Now you can go on about Russell Hans if you want to. <laughs> yeah, let me tell you, this guy, everyone was talking about how he deserved to win. He didn't deserve to win because he didn't understand jury management at all. And the and, and he was truly uh, an ignorant player each time. Uh, I, I, I respected his game in the Heroes versus Villains much more, where he completely outclassed Boston Rob, by the way. So, like, Boston mm -hmm. Rob, who, uh, you know, played so many times, he just kind of won by accident, it felt like, in his final attempt there, because he was so far ahead it was he was kind of given like the paul treatment in big brother 19 where he was the only returning player and he could just run that he game. wasn't the only returning oh, player russell also returned and was taken out by his tribe because they were so scared of him because of his reputation and his reputation was that he was going to lie to them and vote them all out which he was going to do you know so that, that's the thing with russell he was so feared and he was such a good player and he played back to back and nobody played better than him in those two seasons i've never seen anybody ever come close including tony tony was a, a very good player but there's no tony without russell hans okay there's i don't tony think so. was a better version of russell hans he he was able to uh do things like find idols like he got he had all those different idols and he played an aggressive game similar to russell but he was way better at managing the jury being able to play the things out. Russell was just like a scheming villain who was twirling his mustache and he was thumbing his nose at the other contestants, especially when they were being voted out. And Tony, that's Tony swore on his dead mother or something and his grandmother, just like Johnny Fairplay did. He just never got he never got the flack for it because of again his inherent personality. People liked Tony more because they liked his personality. That makes him more, a better player. No, it doesn't. That just means he's his personality is better. The Boston uh, Rob is that he evolved over time. He started in the earliest season. He's the first, he's earlier than all these guys. He started in season four. He returned for all stars, made it to the final with his wife. He came back with bought with with Russell, started a rivalry with him that led him just to Redemption Island. He was on Winners at War. They had a whole season, Island of the Idols, where they worshipped him and 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 yeah, uh, it was Sandra. it was nonsense. Boston. Okay, let me tell you about Boston Rob. This guy has got the biggest hype of any Survivor player I've ever seen. It's unearned. Sandra deserves it way more than Boston Rob does, and they both get it too much than they deserve, in my opinion. Boston Rob, he's like. He lost it, Amber, you know, and, and all these different things for reasons. You know, I think that he uh, he's just super tight with Jeff Probst. That's more about relationship and behind the scenes production things than it has to do with how good of a player he is. I think Boston Rob played a great season. The audience loves Boston Rob. But Boston yeah. Rob played a great season in All Stars. That was his best season, and yeah, Amber he won, lost. but he but he should have won. The reason why he lost was because he lied directly to Lex's face, and and I think that hurt him the most was was that reason. That's why Amber won. But he 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 did the ultimate play when he did the you know the the he proposed both, to Amber. Both, you know, so that's why. They both, they both, both of these people, Boston Rob and Russell Hans, they both failed to win at key times. Yeah, I know Boston Rob went on to win sort of that easy season, but um, I think when you look at because Tony, who was so entertaining, so likable, and so and so innovative, you know, and In the and, new and, age of Survivor though, it's a new age though, it's a much different time. I just think you don't get a Tony without Russell. I don't think Tony would have had the 
the the balls to do some of the moves he did without Russell because Russell did all those type ballsy moves uh, way before Russell him. Stayed the same. Russell never changed. He always did made the same mistakes when he came back, and that's why he couldn't be successful and win. Yeah, I think Boston Rob more adaptable than than Russell in terms of how he changed his game. Yeah, but the question to me is who's the best player? And, you know, who got to the end twice right away? It was Russell against good players and new and players. And Tony. Tony's the biggest got, impact that Russell player. had was how negative he was. It affected his nephew no, who to- came in years later. Tony also got voted out second or whatever when he came back once too. So, you know, that's the same argument for Four Tony. Four minutes is up. Oh, yeah, there was that time. Four minutes. Okay. Can I get final rebuttals from uh, concerning Boston Rob and Tony? Sorry, Jeff. Sorry. That's okay. No one went with Richard Hatch. I was going to maybe pick Richard Hatch. So wait, what are we doing? We're over bottling? Okay. Or closing statements? So... He has been a major returning player and focal point of the series for several seasons, dating back to the second his second season of All Stars, where he where he proposed to Amber, as we said, um, created a rivalry with Russell Hands that kept his uh, uh, relevance fresh and exciting, turning into a very likable leader amongst his competitors. Got him the win, even Redemption Island. That was a season where he had to beat Russell Hands and Ozzy, so it wasn't an easy time. Um, and, uh, yeah, no, it's, uh, Boston Rob, he's just the outlast, right? Out outlast outplay, which is the model of it. And I labeled it at the beginning of the argument in terms of his uh, ability. Okay, go ahead. Okay. Like, um, Boston Rob, like this guy, like it, it just, um, never impressed me. Like, I think that Tony has this um, rootability that is unmatched, that he was so erratic and so uh, underestimated by all of his fellow contestants, including Officer Sarah twice, you know, who was a very good player in her own right. I think that uh, Tony is somebody I would definitely want to see back playing again with rob it was just that it was a tired old bully game that worked maybe early on like hey you understand what i'm saying to you and you know and 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 you saw how pathetic it was when he played winners at war and how he got run out of that season so easily i think the boston rob is a dinosaur okay. oh ozzy was not redemption nope, 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 it was a different nope, one shit nope, <laughs> my bad nope, 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 nope. jeff's got a minute left too He's oh no his- i'm out no uh, i didn't jeff was oh Je- out. jeff's out yeah i made a mistake oh. So, I am not taking that uh, mistake into account. Okay. So, but you lost it. I was thinking of a different <laughs> Dave is the winner. Okay. Um, the whole knock with Tony, um, Tony's game being an evolved version of Russell's game can be a knock plus a positive. Mm-hmm. Um Russell actually had the most points towards him, but also had the most knocks as well. <laughs> well, that was going to happen anyway, though. Yes. Um, so you couldn't escape that. You you tried. It was a valiant effort. Uh, but sorry. Uh, Boston Rob, uh, really good uh, argument there, Dave. Uh, Foster, you tried. I appreciate it. You, you just didn't have enough knocks against Boston Rob. So right now it is two two. Going into the wild card, a dreaded, feared wild card, one where uh, many of the contestants do not understand 
You know what? I can't, I can't put the brakes on here. I know one thing. I can't put the brakes on because th this is a crucial part of the game. <laughs> <laughs> Do not appreciate my question for wildcard. Right? So right. I'm going to state the question. Wildcard, which is create a new reality TV show that uses the current sitcom, uh, uses a current sitcom as the main focus of its concept. Now, before we start, right, there was a lot of back and forth with many of the contestants regarding the term current, right? Yeah. And did not feel that it was fair. Eventually, um, one individual did not use a current um, sitcom, right? Everyone agreed to it. So we go ahead. There, uh, uh, I believe it is Jeff who's starting off. Go ahead, Jeff with yours okay i have a great concept okay so my concept is based off the tv show called ghosts it's a real it's a it's a sitcom that uh stars rose mciver and ukrash um umbakar and basically the whole concept of the show is a young couple um moves into this beautiful country house and then they realize that it's both falling apart and needs lots of renovations okay but it, it turns out that rose mciver's character uh, can talk to all the ghosts and all the deceased people that uh, previously have lived there or have been around uh, there. So going back centuries, um, she, only she can talk to them. But, it, you know, her husband comes to um, realize that this is true. And so my concept for a new show is to do an HDTV Halloween concept show of a, a fix up a bed and breakfast or a country house that is haunted so it's a halloween special and so basically the way it works is um you know each room has a different judge and they have to dress up like a ghost whatever it is a civil war general or a thank you very uh, much you know, Jeff. whatever it is. that is your opening um go ahead dave okay so um yes i did i did need some time to wrap my head around the concept because it was all about uh taking the premise of a current day sitcom and how that's going to adapt into the tv show and after i thought about it enough and then thinking about all the great sitcoms i've watched in my life um and what's on now which i'm less familiar with i could come to the ultimate answer which is night court a show that was back in the 1980s but has been revived again once again with again with john larroquette in both versions which was all about like this um uh judge harry t stone who ran like this night court in new york city where these kind of zany characters would come through and um john larroquette was like the prosecutor and then uh marky post was was the like defender and then there was like the the, the, the bailiffs and everything else so i want to do a show that's kind of like a, a a judge judy type show where we have all these but with contestants who are the, the the defenders right so we have a judge and then um we have these uh different uh, uh clients will come through and they'll be defended by the public defender team and the uh the prosecutor team and some of Thank the contestants you very much dave go ahead foster Okay, real simple. I'm going to keep it easy. My sh my show I've chosen is a sitcom called The League. It's over, but it's on Disney+. Plus. You can watch it. It's phenomenal. It has uh, great actors in it from uh, Nick Kroll to uh, Jason Matzukas, which is uh, – he's a really big voice actor. Uh, basically, the premise of the show is about guys in a fantasy football league. I think that would be really cool to do nowadays with celebrities – so week to week, knowing who's facing each other with punishments, 
with championships, with they get together, they chat, they converse. A big thing these days is streaming. So watching these uh, celebrities or high-profile people get together, chat, and do all these on a weekly basis throughout the football season would be great. Plus, it has a great audience because the NFL has a huge audience already, and it could tap into that right away. Okay, so this one's going to be a little bit different in terms of its open debate floor, right? Uh, I I need uh, – the pitches were okay. You were kind of introducing the concepts, but I need a little bit more of what an episode will look like for each person. So I'm going to give you each a minute to describe the episode, right? And then – um, we'll go into the debate portion there for the remaining time, right? Okay. So, go ahead. Uh, we'll start off uh, with uh, I think it was uh, Jeff. You were starting yeah. off first. So go okay, ahead. so mine's an HD TV episode of television. So basically, the way it works, it's a Halloween special, and a couple comes into a country home, maybe a bed and breakfast. And so the way it works is there's three judges, one judge in each room that they have to renovate. Okay, so whether it be kitchen, bedroom, whatever it is. And they walk into that room, they realize, okay, there's a ghost in that room. And that ghost is the judge of that room. And they can either approve of it or disapprove of it once the renovation is complete. Okay, and they get a certain budget. And by the end of the episode, we get to see whether or not the ghost approves. So that's basically the general concept of that hour of HG television. Um, I think it, it it lends to a lot of fun where, you know, it would be a great Halloween special and we would get a great uh, different maybe celebrity guest judges that could dress up and and wear whatever they want. You know, really, they could be for the Civil War, the 20s, the 40s, whatever. doesn't matter. Just, uh, you know, different time ago. And then that is the concept. Wherever the ghost is from, that's they have to impress the judge. So they have to go with that. OK, theme, thank you theme. very much. Thank you very much. OK, uh, go ahead, Dave. Okay, so my show is really like a legal reality show that is going to focus on uh, up and coming uh, law students looking to become lawyers, specifically more in criminal type cases, kind of modeled after uh, maybe the early seasons of The Apprentice, where you would have one team, maybe of the men, we'll make them the prosecutor team, one team, maybe the women who are the defender teams in the, in, in the spirit of the original sitcom. This show will be called Night Court as well, and it's going to uh, all be about how are you going to mount this legal defense? Obviously, winning those those legal defenses are going to be how you determine who win the different challenges or the different rounds and who you're going to ultimately eliminate each week from the competition when you ultimately will get um, the best um, uh, lawyer out of it or a, or a young uh, uh, lawyer. And then the entertainment value is going to ultimately come from who the clients are coming through, some of which will be real, but some of which will be um, will be will be actors who and, and we're, we're going to test the, um, the the contestants who are, again, are, are legal students, lawyers on how they're going to approach. Thank you cases. very much, Dave. Foster, go ahead. So this will obviously be during the NFL football season. So it starts from, you know, September all the way till January. What's great about it is, once again, they already have a fan base. So they go in, you know, with betting and gambling, fantasy sports. It's already a huge market for that. You come in with these high-profile people who, who people know already. They start with the draft. That's an episode. You know, they get together every Sunday, watch the games, react to the, the scoring, 
Um, they uh, they have conversations about, you know, their lives in between because, you know, they're celebrities, whatever, right, which gets people involved and excited. Um, you know, part of the week is their punishment section. So they'll have like, you know, punishments based on the worst performer that week or whatever it may be. You know, there's the trade talks, there's podcast. There's a lot that could branch from this thing, right? But basically it's a week-to-week situation based on real-life events of the NFL and there's, you know, the huge fan base already with all these uh, fantasy sports. People can relate and people will follow because they will eventually they'll want to trust these people and like these people's insights and use them for their own game. Okay, so um, great job, everyone. I'm going to open up to debates with this. Before we do, mm-hmm. let me just state that um, I came into this concept very passionately and I was very disappointed in terms of the feedback. I will say that I'm not disappointed in terms of how you all have taken to this question and your responses. Great job, everyone. I will be awarding points to this question. Right. Good. So someone will win. Someone will win. Okay. So go ahead. There's, and a, there's a good one, at least. Okay. I have a couple things to say first. Dave show. No idea what's going on, what it's about, what's going on. Your show don't know what's going on. Your show's about ghosts. Yeah. Uh, Ghosts are real. You Uh, have to believe in ghosts to be one of all be able to watch that show. It's a Halloween special. And so what's it based, it's, based, it's based on this sitcom that's like yeah. um it's fictional it like it doesn't make sense like how can you it oh. doesn't tie in with the with the show and how do you win this show it does tie in with the show what is, you, is, how does it not tie in with Ian, the show? Is your show just judge judy at night is that what it is is that, yeah, is that it's, it's fun <laughs> judge judy at night but also mixed with the apprentice right like we <laughs> right. got you know you're gonna have a winner it's almost like kind of like a hell's kitchen vibe to it you know yeah, like past the bar like though, hell's kitchen the in court deal. Hell's Kitchen in court, right? You're going to get like, you know, maybe get Judge Judy or somebody like a really interesting judge who's in the spirit of um, of the original Harry T. Stone. Okay, so okay, yeah, but in Hell's Kitchen, if you, burn a, if you burn a plate, you can just throw it in the garbage. If you ruin a case, what's going to happen? You go to jail? <laughs> well, yeah, the, the client might Boom. go to jail. I, like I th- that's why I, I'm like it doesn't have to be real cases. It could also just be like actors, and you could it's just about it's on the merits of how a lawyer handles the it's case. It's got actors. It's not reality. So that's that's it's just reality. It's reality because the contestants are real. The cases are real. You know, I, the names I, might be changed. I, I'm, um, I'm not in the criminal justice system. It's all about the criminal. Not law and order. My favorite part of Law and Order was the second part with the or, with the lawyer stuff, you know. See what's so, great with my show is that it stays fresh every single year because it's new players every single year at the top, and you know who you're gonna get. Like you can't always rely on that there's gonna be ghosts around in the in the place. So you can't rely on you know so and so getting that speeding ticket at two a.m. because they were driving home from the bar. And- oh, they have all kinds of interesting stuff come through the night court. People want to see that stuff, you know, like the, okay. the inter- like uh, and things. But I don't understand Foster's idea either foster okay. wants to make a, a show about like a, a, a football pool but like it would never be as good as the league is because the league are about fictional characters who are incredibly funny and like if i just watch uh, like a bunch of random guys talk about or, or women or whatever about like their football pool i don't think that you could make that compelling like in the it depends well, who they are i actually think you can watch people comment on videos and comment on uh on gameplay these days and that's a really popular thing on youtube I think you could definitely put it towards football, especially when it's real life football too on NFL, right? It's not just about fantasy. It's about, you know, like, and you can relate because you also are in your own league. I think, all right, with Josh's show, I mean, it all depends who's on the show and the chances are you're not really going to get really good 
people because uh, it's hard to, but, but at the same time, I do think his show would work because people love fantasy football for some, whatever reason. I don't understand it, but people love it. My show, I watch a lot of HGTV and I do think it would be a great concept to have like, yeah, like celebrity uh, guests come in and be like, Oh, I'm from uh, the depression and I want uh, a bar, you know, and, and they have to build them a bar tailored to the ghost that is asking for it and 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 then you bring them back at the end and they approve or disapprove because the the sitcom ghost is all about the fact that those ghosts don't want them there they want them to leave and they don't want them to renovate they want everything to stay the way it was or your show won't work because ghosts aren't real and so therefore the the show is not not supposed to be real you keep arguing about real or not real i told you they're not real it's not, it's, not, it's not reality. It's not reality. <laughs> my my show is pretty much already alive because there are professional like football or, or baseball players that are in their own fantasy football leagues with other people. So like you cross any sport, right? There's all these whole high profile people they can easily easily get twelve celebrities, former athletes, spokesmen, you want, whatever. You want like a, ce- a celebrity version of. of- of a football pool on well, it'd have to be funny and intriguing right you, it'd be hard to just would, do randoms because you can't trust them right like that's this the, is like when we watch the announcers on football like bet on who's gonna win the game and like does it really matter if jimmy john gets it right or not you know like it's um i don't know it's There's a lot I, of money involved okay four minutes is up oh my gosh wow wowie zowie so <sighs> a little clean up a little clean up um now let's start with uh, with Dicourt. A uh, good argument, good argument. Um, I think that a lot of the confusion that people were getting was the real versus not real aspect of it. Uh, but I like the concept overall. Oh, he liked our point. This point goes to Jeff. I think this he was gonna say this point <laughs> goes to Dave because he liked the concept of a night court reality show. Um, I, I'm I not so sure. I didn't get it, Dave. I honestly, <laughs> I didn't understand what it was that you were doing. <laughs> That's gonna be a great show. It's about who's the best new young lawyer in the public defense system or in the public prosecutor. Yeah. Sorry about that. I don't know how much I got cut off. Uh, you uh, said you, you thought night court was a good concept. You thought but... I was gonna win the round and. Uh, <laughs> Uh, so, uh, for me, it is the matter of making sure that we have, uh, I think the real, not real aspect is the one that people are having most trouble with. Uh, I think if you're coming with a more consistent tone in terms of, okay, it's all actors, but these are real cases that have already been uh, completed in the past, right? right? So it doesn't have any bear to any future, um, decisions uh, but it's like a case study for colleges and universities and stuff that stuff that i think that, that, that is a solid concept. and if i may I, the one thing the one thing with the, the original when i first when we first were going back before on the question was i was like how do you stay true to the um the premise or the spirit of the sitcom you know like how do you and how do you translate that into a reality show and i think i've done the best job of that of these of I, I think you you've done a really good job which comes to uh <laughs> jeff's um, one thing I don't understand is with Ghost, the premise of the show is one of the competitors would be Correct. one of the competitors can see and hear the judges, the other one can't. Right. right? And I never really got that. I should have said all. that. That's true. Yeah. Right. So that was missing. Uh, the league. The league, the league, the league. Okay. The issue that I had 
And I, I know I'm just dumping on you all right now in terms of your answers. The issue I had was you were more uh, talking about franchising your your show even before the show even concept was really... Well, yeah, because uh, the NFL runs every year. Yeah, but we're, we're right now we're talking about getting your show on the air in general, okay? And hey, if, they're betting, if they're betting on sports now, I think this could easily take off. Okay. That being said, I've watched all of your show and I'm familiar with all of them as well. So I will state, um, yes, I'm going to give uh, points this round. And surprisingly enough, the points go to, who do you think? Foster. Dave. You are correct. Oh. Hey. All right. I thought my concept was fantastic, though. I thought all three concepts were fantastic. Yeah, they were solid. Actually... It's a tough question. I want to see this Nightcourt show now. Oh, we're tied. Yeah, we're all tied. Oh, so that good. means we have another question. Um, so I've been working with the uh, <laughs> producer in the meantime okay. uh, regarding uh, coming up another question. Uh, so this is our uh, tie-breaking question. Um, so the person who provides the the worst answer will be eliminated. <laughs> uh, a lot of pressure. Of like no pressure. So the question is: uh, Name uh, a director that would make. I, I will take film director out of it. I would say just director in general. Okay, name a director oh. that would make a really. Can I just pick? Can I just say? Oh, I've got one. Like, like, <laughs> name a director that would make a really great reality show contestant oh, okay. on Big Brother. Celebrity Big Brother or normal Big Brother? Um, it says Big Brother, so we're just saying Big Brother in general. Big Brother proper. Okay. Right? So okay. we're starting at the top of the order. Okay. So go ahead, Dave. <laughs> oh. Um, I want Quentin Tarantino in the Big Brother house. I think that would be inter- interesting. What, one minute to see. on the board. What's that? One minute on the board for you. One minute. Yeah, it's fine. Quentin Tarantino, who I think is just fun in interviews and really good at making connections with people and connecting on a whole range of different subjects. Uh, I would. I think he would make a great contestant just to see how he would try to play things around. You know, like uh, he has all these like suspicious stories, um, like uh, Reservoir Dogs or The Hateful Eight uh, mysteries. Or I think he could um, play the different plot lines. You know, in a non-linear fashion. Fashion. And I think Quentin Tarantino in the Big Brother house uh, would be just a, a hoot, you know. So um, that's what I'm going with. I I, I I I yield most of my time. Okay, go ahead, uh, go ahead, Foster. Uh, I'm gonna go with. Oh, I just give me a second. I actually, I just. Um, oh, okay. I'm gonna go with the M Night Shyamalan because you know the whole season. All you're waiting for is that twist. <laughs> And they're waiting for, um, for for something to happen or him to say something because you you need to be misled or you know that him going in there he's going to be a focal point because of his history with storytelling and never giving the straight uh, answer reasoning and you always want to stick around till the end to see what he's, to see what the real truth is. Okay, um, <laughs> go ahead, Jeff. Is it, what's the the question? Who would make, what film director would make the best contestant? I'll put it up on the board, uh, producer, producer Murph. So I have two people, but 
who I would want to see on the show and who like, maybe a director that would make a make a great reality show contestant. I'm gonna go Tim Burton on this one. Oh, I thought of him. Yeah, <laughs> uh, Tim Burton would be like the quirky, like weird guy that he would be a solo contestant on Big Brother. Everyone would be like, "What's up with this guy?" And he would just kind of float through the game, and he would just do. He would get to like at least the jury, and he would be very entertaining he would he would come up all sorts of different outfits his hair would always be crazy he'd be, he would give great diary rooms um you know everything would be macabre he'd be very much like the adams family i would think imagine as a contestant uh, on on um big brother so i think that would be very entertaining to see that um because that's the angle he views all the world look at all his movies all his movies are are um of the macabre type um persuasion so i think that would uh, be a really good just position to the other contestants that were brought in on big brother who are always kind of bubblegum you know so i think he'd be a lot of fun okay we're gonna open this up for debate <laughs> oh i've got i'm gonna come right out of the guns of blazing here okay with dave's or, or sorry with uh yeah i'll start with dave's tarantino the problem with him is that you're already gonna know from the beginning of the season what's gonna happen because he's gonna tell you right so that's already ruining it for you already and then with with Jess, you know, Tim Burton's great, but he doesn't have Johnny Depp there, right? So he's not going to be full on, you know, the best he can be. <laughs> okay, with Tarantino, everyone's going to be like, "Look, man," you know, and <laughs> yeah. just after hearing that over for about three days, you're going to lose your mind. Whereas at least Tim Burton, it's just kind of like, "Hey, what's going on?" Was, uh, you know, Tim just... Burton would be the most boring. <laughs> I, I I disagree with you so many times in your opening speech. There, you're like, he'd be like fun and zany in the diary room. No, he wouldn't. Have you ever seen an interview with Tim Burton? He's always like, "Oh, I'm good and then he, you know, did his thing. He gives terrible interviews, and and he's so like depressing, and he wouldn't be fun socially. I think at all. He's kind of a he's kind of a of a negative i think tarantino just gets along with people way better and i think he'd be way more interesting to watch as a social player plus i think his diary rooms would be entertaining as hell uh and i think that he would have a different way of looking at the game than most and i think the show the show is called is it says to expect the unexpected which is exactly what movies are about M. Night Shyamalan, you can't, okay, what about his personality, though, Josh, makes M. Night Shyamalan good for the house, because as far as I can tell, all you're saying is, like, his movies and his twists. Uh, I need I'm, talking from... his mental, I'm talking about his mind, his mental game, because most of the big brother players out there that are winners and stuff, they need to have a very strong mental game. And he would have to have Bruce Willis in the house and he would have to be like telling Bruce Willis how to play. Like, I don't think like, yeah. Just and if, that point, if, the, if the house wasn't set in Philadelphia, he's lost. Yeah. He will you know. know where to go. <laughs> like, he won't understand how it works. And to Dave's point about Tim Burton, Tim Burton, yeah, I think that's what would make him a zany character. It's because everyone's like so bubblegum and he'd be like, uh, these people, they don't even know what death is. And like, you know, I think, I think yeah, I, be I great. <laughs> I might Shyamalan would be that silent assassin that you just don't know what he's thinking right until he gets to the diary room and he's just talking out his ass because, you know, he's just like, what about this idea? What about this idea? And then when in reality, it's not even the right idea because he's going to do something completely different at the end. Everything I've seen with M. Night Shyamalan in interviews also says to me he's he's not the same kind of boring as Tim Burton. Tim Burton's more like just weird and quirky. Like M. Night Shyamalan, <laughs> I think, is an interview. I think it's just kind of dull, dull. And I think as a contestant, he would be the same thing. Even like how he writes a fiction is kind of beside the point uh i think in terms of just personality i think like tarantino is way more suited for casting than either of these guys yeah but all these guys are directors they want to write their own story right so i think that whatever that however they're going to write their own story is how they're going to be portrayed in the show 
right? And I think that that's based on, you know, how, you know, what their film history is about. And once again, expect the unexpected, expect twists and turns, and Shyamalan, it rings the bell, true. But they have to be effective in their ability to play the game, not just in their in terms of how they're going to... They, they, all three of them could come up with a, a way, of, oh, this is how I'm going to play the game, this is my version of it. And But I think in terms of who has the, the skill set in the toolbox to actually execute that, I think Tarantino is the only one. And yeah, he'd be. Yeah, he may be the most uh, hardcore intellectual in terms of cutthroat, but at the end of the day, is that everyone's going to see him as a threat? He's not going to last very long. I think Emily Shyamalan and as well as uh, Tim Burton would last longer just because they're not as uh, in your face or you know intense. I think I think uh, Tim Burton would also do very good at the competitions. You look at a lot of like the introspective type puzzle games. I think that's very much up Tim Burton's alley. I think he's he's a guy that looks out, uh, thinks outside the box. He he doesn't make the conventional movie. He makes it the way he wants to make it. But he can see a, a, something out of nothing. I think that's it. all about the monster. Tim Burton. Yeah, he's all about the monster. The personality is high. I think he would also be fine at conversations. He would, you know, I've seen him interviewed by Howard Stern. He he, you know, he's fine. He, he can talk. He would have himself eliminate or kill himself. Maybe. Yeah. Yeah. Well, by Tim Burton. <laughs> okay. Um, yeah. Okay. Um, <laughs> who do you want to see in Big Brother now? These three. <laughs> me, me personally, it's not the matter of who I want to see. It's whoever. Who would be your choice, Jamil? Who would? Shia Malan. Shia Malan. Sam's down um, with the Tim Burton. Sam, Sam. So I think I think the misconception about this question was, um, which personality, right? Uh, not personality, but uh, I should say which director would somehow direct themselves in this Big Brother, and that's <laughs> right. not the case. We we asked which director would be a really good Big Brother player, right? And ultimately, Tantino is such a, a interesting personality. That he would fit on the show. He would annoy people, but he would still fit on the show, right? Um, <laughs> Tim Burton also has a personality of sorts. Um, it would be a very low-key game, and right. he would be to himself, and people would think, who the hell is this guy? And he would get eliminated after the second episode. <laughs> I think he'd just be sleeping in the but he'll like, be uh, like the Audrey, show. like for weeks, like you know, in the dark or something. M. Night Shyamalan, um, having seen his personality in interviews, would never get hired on Big Brother at all, right? <laughs> because he has no defining personality at all. I've His never seen an interview people. by him, so it's all good. You won't, you'll be <laughs> underwhelmed. You're uh, going to YouTube it afterwards, and you're going to be like, what? <laughs> I just, I mean, all I thought was, ooh, what a twist. <laughs> what right. a twist. No, it's, it's, it, I like the mindset, but yeah. Like, oh. Yes, yeah, so unfortunately, Josh, great, great, great attempt. You were almost there, but unfortunately, you did not get there, and you won't be joining us in the speed round. Ah, Right now, um, I guess uh, what might be asked is who actually won this specific round, and I'm actually going to give it to Dave. Okay, does he get a point for that? Uh, <laughs> that's a very good question. In time Norm breakers, normally, do we... we do give the speed round as a point, yeah. Um, but this isn't a speed round. 
you you're also <laughs> you 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 kind you sometimes we've given two points out to the two people moving on. It's up to you, Jamil. Yeah, I'll give it to yeah, I'll give it to Dave and Jeff. Yeah, so that we're we're tied going into this, and so. But great job, Foster. Please, please play again. Maybe you might get a a, a better host like Jody. Yeah. Or Chris. Hey, I got Chris. two. I'm I'm happy with that. Yes. Well deserved. Well deserved. Stay around, Foster, though, if you can. Yes. Um, yes. And, okay. Uh, so we're going into the speed round. Let me bring up my speed round questions. Um, or I what I was calling it the fast muddy route. Right? I had to do a little research on this part too, because I want to make sure that if people got mad at my questions, that I had a response immediately. So um, our first question is movie round. So whoever answers first will be able to uh, debate their point first as well. Okay. So who is the best actor to debut on a reality show? Best actor to debut. Um, um, <laughs> what do you mean? Like this best actor to like went and did other things too. Person or, who uh, um, first appeared on a reality show that eventually became an actor or actress. God. I can't think of any. Uh, <laughs> I have a long list. There's a long list of these people? A long well, list. How about, okay, uh, give us two options. We'll pick one. <laughs> I'm confused about... How about this? I will, name, I will name some of the shows that they appeared on. Okay. okay. Help you out. Okay. Uh, Dancing with the Stars. All new Mickey Mouse Club. Star Search. Oh, okay. Um, Justin uh, Timberlake. I'll, I'll take Justin Timberlake. American Idol. In Search of the New Partridge Family. The Real World. Tough Enough. The Big <laughs> Date. Um, I want to work for Diddy. <laughs> I want to work for Diddy. Okay. Um, so go ahead, Jeff. You already picked person. Uh, Dave, you have a, a little while longer to be able to test out your decision. Okay. Go ahead. Sorry. Who, who did Jeff pick again? Timberlake? Yeah, Justin Timberlake. Okay. Um, okay, Justin Timberlake. I 30 would... seconds. Okay, for me, Justin Timberlake, uh, I, I would not have thought he, thought he was a good actor. And then I started watching some of his movies, and I'm like, oh, okay. He's, I, he impressed me. Like in The Social Network, where he plays like the Napster dude. He, he's he been in a bunch of movies where I'm, I'm always impressed. I'm like, where is this coming from? Because I never thought of him as a great actor. But yes, he debuted, I believe, on Mickey Mouse Club. So that would be his debut. Uh, and then he went to NSYNC. But then he, I think he's a better actor than he is a singer. Uh, when you see him in a in a in a dramatic role uh, i think he brings a lot to the film a lot of the times uh, okay a... the, that's 30 seconds we we started a little bit late there in the countdown right. okay. i'm going with uh, i'm going with aaron paul on the price is right he uh i think his work uh in particular on breaking bad but also in westworld has been really good i think he's a very very strong actor and the fact that he was a contestant on the price is right puts him in this category i think he's a better actor than justin timberlake to be sure so i don't think that there's much of a point to the rest of this debate you can give me the point now why is aaron paul better actor than timberlake he's he does the same character yo bitch what's up he does the same he has no restaurant character was very different he was had a lot more range he was tortured he went by by his childhood bitch <laughs> he never said bitch once in Westworld. No, he didn't. But in Westworld, I don't really see a lot of acting prowess. Oh yeah, he was bringing it. 
It's not like Inside Lewin Davis, where you got Justin Timberlake being able to use his music background. Justin Timberlake, what he's uh, okay. First of all, he didn't really start on a reality show. He started on the Mickey Mouse Club, which is not a reality show. It's a uh, it, it's a it's, it's a variety show. Um, and and so I think it's like it's a it's it's a it's a different category. And I think that The Price is Right uh, is a is a game show, but it's it's based in reality. It's not fiction. So I I wouldn't. Look, Aaron Paul's never done anything as good as Runner or In Time or Friends with Benefits, Dave. He's okay. he's got a great okay, let's stop there. <laughs> let's stop there. So obviously Dave looked it up in the meantime, right? No, I just no thought way, about it. No I just way remembered you're pulling Aaron Paul off the top of your I, well, head. Well, uh, um I, Murphy put a ticker on the bottom and I just I, I read it quick and so I, I went with that. <laughs> okay. Uh, Dave gets his point. <laughs> Jeff. Okay. Other people. Just to, just to show that I did actually look this up. Um, In Search of the Part- the New Partridge Family was the debut of Emma Stone. Uh, the Mickey Mouse Club was the training ground of Ryan Gosling. Oh, Ryan yes. Gosling. Burlington yes. Zone. I should have picked yes. Um American Idol, you had Jennifer Hudson and also Catherine McPhee. Right, Jamie Chung um, was on The Real World. Uh, Laverne Cox, uh, she was I Want to Work for Diddy. Carrie Russell was also on the new, uh, Mickey Mouse Club as well. Uh, so I wasn't just going with the Justin Timberlake, Britney Spears people from uh, Mickey Mouse Club. There was actually actors that it, came. It's from an it. interesting list for sure of different yes. actors. Michael Bisping. Yeah. Michael Bisping. <laughs> Uh, no one say Colby Donaldson. <laughs> what <laughs> movie? Or... Was no, he on The Young and the Restless? You just gotta go full tilt, full tilt. All right. Yes. Uh, next uh, round. Yeah. Before Lucy Hale was also an American Ju- Juniors as well. Okay, that was a tough one. Okay. TV. What is better, racing reality shows or cooking reality shows? Cooking. Cooking. I I got that first. Yep. Go ahead. Uh, cooking shows. There's so many of them. Uh, there's so many different things they can do Sorry, in cooking could, show. Could you pause for a second? Let's thirty seconds. Okay, go ahead. Okay, so, cooking shows. There's so many things you could do. You could do a competition cooking show. You can just do like a one-on-one with a chef. You can do all sorts of different cuisines. You can do a travel cooking show. You can. There's endless amounts of possibilities with cooking shows, and you can really show off the world, the people. Um, you know the the different type of cuisines, uh, how that relates to people, how that relates to generations of people, where they're from, the land, geography. There's so many things with cooking shows that that really show off the world. Go ahead, Dave. Racing shows much better um because they're exciting they got the adrenaline cooking shows there's way too many of them they're 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 dull they contestants all blend together whereas in racing you're it's more of a sport it's got this intensity it's got this danger it's got this fun to it jamil and there's no reason why you wouldn't want a reality show based on racing to be on your screen at any given time it could be car racing it could be any kind of racing, you know, horse racing, maybe. Um, it's, it's you know, uh, marble racing. Think about how awesome that is. Okay, uh, rebuttal. Uh, go ahead, Jeff. I, I don't even know where to start with that one. I mean, <laughs> I don't know. I don't think he truly believes in that argument because I, I, I he did. Right, I can name a bunch of shows. We got No Reservations. We got, we got Hell's Kitchen. We got so many different cooking shows that are so good. Whereas racing shows, I couldn't name one and I, I wouldn't care to. Dave, go ahead. It doesn't. There's so many awesome racing shows out there. You can't even count them all. Who can even like? Where do you start? 
really. Like there are some amazing intense things you think about what's more where would you rather watch a movie about a race or a, or a movie about a cooking show you would rather watch the race questions about tv okay <laughs> oh my gosh um jeff you had a slam dunk <laughs> i didn't and then uh, wait no wait hold hold it stop <laughs> no, the no, applause stop, stop the applause oh I did i win it. jeff you had a slam dunk and then you waste your rebuttal time with nonsense. <laughs> but then Dave also used his rebuttal time with more nonsense. So Jeff, you get the point. Okay. I was like, I was like, this totally way. just gave up. I did. I did the best with something. I did what? With those racing shows. Okay, you got to commit. You got to. I was trying. Okay, but it's like it was one I knew nothing about. So I was okay. like, oh. Um, oh, what music more influential show Eurovision or Got Talent? Oh, I don't, oh, I want to go second this time. So, Dave, you pick. Um, Eurovision. Okay, Eurovision. Explain. Eurovision is better because that's what launched ABBA. ABBA, one of the biggest bands of all time, like massive, massive success commercially uh, all through there. And they got their start on Eurovision way back in the 70s. Uh, I think that God Talent just doesn't have an enduring artist or success that can even measure up to ABBA. And so uh, it was it was easy to go with Eurovision in this particular uh, thing. The legacy is just unmatched. Okay. Uh, how dare you? How dare you, Dave? Got Talent has produced such great people like Susan Boyle, like Callum Scott. Who? You, that that you don't know who Susan Boyle is? Susan Boyle, the the Scottish grandmother that just belted out Les Mis. Uh, you talk about like influential. I mean, I don't really think anyone knows anything about Eurovision other than that Abba came out of that show. The the show the abba's more well known in the show whereas got talent is a brand it's and it's all over the world it's got uh you know so many different countries have got talent uh not just britain or america or canada now canada has it uh and, and they have a new great winner uh a french singer so you know yeah okay just, dave these people these, these are nobody's heard of these people this french grandmother singing les mis you're gonna put that up against abba like you gotta be kidding me like this is this is a a, a very weak cast of people and your vision uh, uh, that's all they need all they need is that one artist in terms of their influence because that show produced one of the biggest chef artists okay of all time. okay well with god talent you yes you'd only get singers you get something like attraction which was a a shadow like display of uh puppets basically like uh what you say but they would use all sorts of different um uh shadows to tell a story and that you know there's that's very well known it's a hungarian um uh group that did that but you know the point okay. is it's Hold fantastic on. before uh before we finish up i need one point against the other just talk about the other that's it start with dave okay america's got talent it's just like it's 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 a it's a gimmick is all it is and it's going to fade away and its influence is go is not going to have any enduring legacy from what, Jeff, everything i've been able to tell what what, what other than abba what your what influence has eurovision had god talent's still going it's still producing tons of different jeff, acts jeff jeff, jeff 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 i only asked for a knock 
Oh, a knock. Uh, Eurovision, I don't even watch. I've never even watched a single episode of it. I don't know what, it, why it's influential other than a band okay. came out of it. Okay. One positive for your for your show each. Uh, Dave. It's international and brings culture to the world. Jeff. You got the golden buzzer, which creates these great TV moments that really uh, just warms your heart. And you just go, wow, I'm so proud for that person because the judges skipped them the, the line entirely and said, that person's fantastic. Okay. Dave gets the point. Woo! <laughs> Dave uh, hit the international. All of, like international across Europe is very strong of a point. Sorry, All right. Jeff, but good argument. That's All right, right. Okay. next one. Sports. What is better? MXC versus American Ninja Warrior versus The Challenge. American Ninja Warrior. Okay, go ahead. American Ninja, American Ninja Warrior is awesome. You know, you're watching these women and men do all these amazing challenges. It's got like the interview segments where you get to set up the who these contestants are what their story is and how they're going to approach these different contestants it's got this amazing amazing like um excitement to it as you see if they're gonna be able to like do these different stunts and go up these things and the challenge is like i'm just watching a bunch of wash-ups and um and mxc i'm not too familiar with but it's not as good as american ninja warrior that's for sure so mxc is most extreme challenge yeah, it sounds sounds like it sounds like it's. I'm supposed to know like what MXC's most extreme challenges. I know that it's like um, what's that show? Um, Flip out or what? Um, it's like that. It wipe out. I it's just, like, just want to say the fact that none of you know what MXC is embarrassing. <laughs> I am I know. so embarrassed for you guys. Why? We're not Japanese. <laughs> oh my god! You never watched Spike TV? Come on. I did, I did but okay. like not... so. Little full disclosure. <laughs> This is the producer's question. He felt very passionate about this one. So um I know what it is. It's the guys so that Jeff, dress what in is, like what is your response? Are you going with the challenge or MXC? I'll go with MXC. Uh because I I never watched challenge either. You know, but I know what MXC is. I never watched it like religiously. I don't know what the most extreme challenge is, but I know the concept of the show, which is that it's a Japanese extreme competition show where they do all sorts of like, yeah, like wipeout, like like all sorts of different things where they they make them climb up the the slippery stairs and all that kind of stuff. And it is extremely entertaining. And I'd much rather watch that than American Ninja Warrior. American Ninja Warrior is just look how athletic we are. We can jump. Oh, you know, we're jumping from thing to thing or whatever. I don't care. Uh, whereas MXC has at least got some entertainment value to me where it's just like so ridiculous. It's like the people will get injured. Okay, Dave. There's no way I would rather watch MXC than American Ninja Warrior or The Challenge. Like American Ninja Warrior is is completely rewatchable. It's easy to understand. It's got the crowds in there who make it a whole different kind of excitement. It's it's more of a true sports show of any of any of these, I think. Whereas MXC, I just think is just like, I think they take it too far. What? Okay, no. Dave, uh, Jeff, go ahead. <laughs> I kind of want to see things go too far. That's the whole point of MXC. You know, I don't really care about Ninja Warrior. I don't, I don't DVR it and want to watch it. But with MXC, it's like that's hilarious, and I can watch it on YouTube forever. Uh, you know, some of the things that they did, like like tie a guy's legs to a rope and attach those ropes to two horses. Okay. See what happens. Okay, okay, okay. Whew. All right. Wow. I, I, wow. That's what you think MXC is? Wow.
Okay. No, what the you want me to say to you? I am I am not gonna provide the answer to this this one. I'm gonna let the world mind pick who is the winner of this one because I I very passionate. I've gotta pick Dave because Jeff completely just ruined all of MXC with his descriptions. It's nothing of what he described it as. Oh. All right. So do I get it then? Why? He didn't even like argue well for his though. <laughs> you know, like why does he win? Default. <laughs> Default. Foster, how did you feel? I know you disappointed very, no one picked. Very disappointed the challenge wasn't selected, <laughs> even though it won in the competition as the best uh, <laughs> as the best sports show. I was surprised no one picked American Ninja Warrior during the during the battle of, of the original, but disappointed they both. Come on, Jeff. You could you could have easily you could have easily goofed off uh, the challenge and beat Dave here. Kenny Blankenship and Vic Romano are rolling in their graves. Yeah. Why, well, I don't understand what my description was so wrong about MXC. Explain it to me. You said that they tie themselves to horses and are dragged around. No, I said that was one of the things they did. I think that's a lynching. And they that's did do that. Not, no. Yes, they no, did. That's, no. I can show it to you. You want me to show it to you? To the slaves. I can show you exactly what I'm talking about. All right. But did I win this okay, round, Jamil? We're moving on. We're moving on. We're moving on. Yes, Dave won this round. All right, just just want to be clear on that. All right. Um, okay. Now, looking at our point score, right? Have I won already? No, you have not. We have two more. Jeff needs both. The two aren't going to be easy. So All please right. listen. So history. Right. What show had the biggest impact? Survivor or Big Brother? On history? Oh, impact on history? Survivor. Okay. Um... Big brother. Big brother. Thirty seconds for Jeff. Okay, they both came out at the same time, but Survivor was way bigger show. Everyone was watching Survivor, even my parents. My parents would never watch Big Brother. It, 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 Survivor was a way bigger audience. Big Brother is more of a niche show. It's more of like for the younger generation. Usually, people grow out of watching that show. Survivor, I still watch it. I still watch Big Brother too, but uh, I'm a, a rare case. Um, whereas Survivor, I still think people st- stayed with it. Big Brother's commitment. You got to watch it like three times a week. It's not exactly the most influential in that way. I think that Big Brother has had way more impact. Get 30 seconds ready. Let the producer go ahead. All right. I think that Big Brother's had way more of an impact in terms of what you think that impact is. And if you want to look at on history, I think that it's a negative impact largely, of mostly around the Big Brother controversies. Every time that Big Brother has been on TMZ, I think it's made big headlines, whether there be some kind of controversial house guest. Um, and I think that Survivor has largely faded away from people's memories. And I think it had its um, its sort of day uh, in terms of the pop culture back in like 20. Thank you years very ago. much. So we're going back. Go ahead. Uh Jeff, your rebuttal. I didn't really hear why why Big Brother is so influential. It's uh, I just heard why Survivor's not. Uh, is to me, Survivor is still uh, super influential. It's on every week. Uh, they do two seasons a year. Big Brother couldn't even keep Celebrity Big Brother going. Uh, we're, we're, you know, that. you're gonna see. You're gonna see. Can I go? Yep. Okay. 
So celebrity, celebrity Big Brother will be back next season. They just didn't need it this year to compete with the Olympics, but they'll bring it back. Don't you worry. And uh, Big Brother, I think, has had just way more uh, permeation in the last 10 years than Survivor has. I think Survivor is largely under the radar. I don't think it's on people's minds, whereas I think that Big Brother, in terms of influence okay. and impact, okay. is great. Uh, what I need is uh, a plus and a minus. Uh, so a plus for your show, minus for the other show. Each person, just one point uh, uh, for for each, for and against the other show. Okay, so go ahead, uh, go ahead, Jeff. All right, Survivor is a shorter show, so it's done in a short amount of time. You don't need as much of an attention span to watch it. Uh, the negative on Big Brother is, yeah, it goes forever. It's uh, You really have to keep up with it. You can miss two weeks and really not know what's going on. So Survivor is easier that way. You can DVR it and catch up a lot quicker. Big Brother, it's hard to do that. Okay, go ahead, Dave. Big Brother has been way more um, uh, relevant in terms of looking at the current day because of the way it's shot. The live feeds give us this more uh, insight into the house where Survivor doesn't have that. It's more contrived and those those contestants are more polished and therefore the Big Brother ones are more authentic and there's more to be learned there. And I think it, it it's more impact on the current day. Okay. Jeez. Um, uh, I feel like, uh, I feel like uh, the assignment was kind of missed. Uh, you were all were getting into the weeds of what was better and not what was influential. Okay, so I'll take the point, be... Jamil. Sorry, I said I'll take the point then. As long as you <laughs> give that point to me. So <laughs> uh, that point would help wouldn't help you because you're out of this route. Right. Uh, I just like to stir the pot. Uh, okay, okay, go cool like that. Um. People are not going to like this, but I'm giving the point to to Dave. Yes. Um, clean up for Big Brother. All you had to say is like, like, oh, I wouldn't even say for either for for Big Brother specifically for any of you. No one talked about the international versions of the of the games itself. You only have thirty and seconds. Yeah, I think <laughs> that's that's your starting point. You use that as your example, and how there's like it's been carried on in a multitude of countries, right? And versions. Well, that's Anyways. very true. Thank you for, for making that point. Uh, Stop sucking that, up! Uh... Don't make me want to take away a point. <laughs> Don't take away. Wait, 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 wait! I haven't wanted in a long time. Okay. <laughs> We're gonna do wall card question. Are just for kicks? All right. Are we just, just for, for kicks? kicks? Yes, yeah. for kids. Right. Just for kids. Although, although it could be a four-point question. Oh, okay. So, all okay, right. Wall well, card. Double yeah. point. What is the best non-competitive reality TV show? Non-competitive. Okay. Ninety Day Fiance. Go ahead, Jeff. Oh, 90, it's ridiculous people in ridiculous situations. And what's there not to like? It's basically people from all over the world or like they find each other. I don't know how they find these people, but you're like, how? How is this happening? It's not a competition. It's just watching people get into these relationships. And you're like, will they get out of it? Will they stay in this? Uh, sometimes they work out. Sometimes they don't. But regardless, when you're watching it, there's ridiculous people. And there's uh, endless amounts of things to talk about. Okay, Dave. 
I think that the best reality, non-competitive reality show is um, Pawn Stars. I think that it has a great um, showcasing of historical items. There's a there's a vast array of things that come through. I think that it's uh, harder to make reality shows that maybe are a little bit more male focused. And I think that Pawn Stars is a great example of that in the fact that it's more focused on things. I think 90 Day Fiance, in contrast, more like maybe focused on relationships of people, which I think is just uh, more done in, in the reality space. And I think is uh, less unique and interesting 90 day 90 day fiance has people watching 90 day fiance who used to be on 90 day fiance talking about 90 day fiance that's how much that's how that's why it's the best knockup <laughs> it's it's ridiculous how and oh there's all sorts of uh like you know deviations off 90 day fiance where they have you know 90 day, the, the the single life 90 day fiance you know married at first sight all this kind of different things you know and it's um it's something else when you look at the fame and the power that like those pawn star guys have gotten like on the scene you know somewhat for worse you know in some examples like that that the react the impact of that show is immense that popularity of that show is 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 is, is all there uh and it, it spawned a, a, a host of like copycat shows like uh comic book okay um can i get a point for uh can i get uh one point for each of your shows just one point. A pro? Yeah, pro. Um it's uh, you get to you get to see the world through uh, a bunch of different people's eyes because because the concept of the show is these people come from different places to want to marry an American or an American wants to marry them, and you get to see where these where they where they go and where they're from. Dave? My show is, does a great job of teaching you things about the past and learning about all kinds of things. It ties well into history. Plus, it's entertaining and the characters that come through and there's business and intrigue and excitement that that tie these things all together. And I think that, uh, you know, I think Pawn Stars is just a great program. Okay. Foster, your thoughts? On who's the better choice between these guys? Sure. Uh, I've never seen 90 Day Fiance, so I can't You're say You're just basing it on the arguments. On the arguments? Um, uh, Jeff's, because it's, it's definitely, there's zero competition involved. Like, there's zero, like, like, there's zero trying to battle. Like, I think, what was it? Sam made a good point in the comments, like, or, or, uh, D Davin made, is haggling competitive. I think that's, that's, you know, because you're trying to reach a goal, right? So, you it's know. Haggling competitive? It's kind of, but it's I not. think it's a good point. Well, fiance, there's, no, there's no competition. I'm not trying to beat out another fiance to get the get married. Yeah, Devin's already putting his hand up. Wants to get in here. <laughs> okay. All right. So I I will. <laughs> so um, I would I would not consider haggling um competitive. Just as begging on ninety day fiance is it competitive either i think it's the same haggling and begging um would be uh, a line so i'm not gonna take that as a knock um, or a positive for either one uh, i feel like jeff had the stronger argument in the beginning but dave you finished strong but overall i don't think you were able to beat jeff in that regard jeff gets that point um unfortunately enough. there was no full points given in that last <laughs> round and Dave is our overall winner. Um, great job, Dave. Great job, contestants. This was not an, an easy um, uh, an easy questioning round, and I think that you all 
uh, really stepped up to the challenge. Uh huh. Oh, hold on, I gotta have my, my my victory music. Uh, I'm, I'm just... Actually, I was gonna lead into your victory a little bit more and actually talk about how great of a job you did, but you're not gonna get that speech, right? Good job, Jeff. Good job, Foster, for waiting your turns when the host is hosting. <laughs> Order, order. Okay. Great job hosting, Jamil. You, you know what you need? We need a night court. You're just, night yeah, court. We need a night court to solve <laughs> right. this out. We need okay, so we got to do a little um, cleanup work here at the end. Yeah. Uh, thank everyone for, for coming in. Uh, follow us on Facebook and on YouTube and also on Twitch as well. Um, uh, we will be introducing uh, an after show eventually. It's coming. So everyone can, um, all their points that they did in the chat will be a little bit more interactive. Um, now, all links and information can be found in the description. Uh, make sure you check out our other podcast, um, Live Long and Podcast. Oh, you, on the United Federation of Podcasts. Yep. We've got Live you got to give me a podcast. chance to get through these things. United Federation of Podcasts, we can get all. Oh, what, Murph? United Federation of Podcasts. All right where you can check out all of our podcasts in our federation, which includes Live Long and Podcasts, which is our, our Star Trek and movie podcast. Uh, so please check that out. Uh, I, no, I'm not going to the, the divisions that <laughs> Dave does. That's not happening. Okay. All right. We also have the Super Mater Brothers. Oh, oh. okay. <laughs> Murph, we got to get on the same page. <laughs> Super Mater Brothers podcast, which reviews television and reality TV. So you have your your Westworld, uh, extremely relevant Westworld, yeah. uh, as well as Survivor and Big Brother. Uh, check out the Beatles Get Back documentary. Really good. I really stand back the quality of those shows. Um, uh, I think uh, that is one that you automatically should gravitate to. It's a really good uh, and we cover uh, Marvel. So Check soon. out. We'll be doing Ant Man soon. Well, no, that is on the Mary Marvel Marching Society podcast. The Mary Mater Mar Marching podcast. Well, that's over on <laughs> Super Mater Brothers. <laughs> yeah, awesome. No matter what, you always say it wrong. <laughs> <laughs> they want you. I'm sorry, David. And sorry, David. How I butchered it. You're in it too. Um, well, I'm, I'm more of a guest star. Guest. <laughs> okay. right? Or featured uh, featured guest, I should say. Um, so Ant-Man is coming up uh, next month, so please check this out. Uh, but speaking of comic books, you have the Graphics Histories podcast, yeah. where, <laughs> where you have deep dives into um, uh, various artists and uh, writers in comic books, um, and also a couple personalities. David's podcast I'm, I'm currently uh, listening to, um, done uh, wonderfully done by um, um, Andre um, he is a great host. Check that out. But David and Andre also do X-Rated, the X-Men, the animated review show podcast. Um, it is awesome. Um, they just finished uh, a, 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 what episode? Was it Sanctuary? Um, they're in the fourth season of X-Men, the animated series, and we'll be continuing on uh, when we get to X-Men uh, 97. Awesome show. Check it out. Uh, we also have... Uh, Alex Blackburn and Michael Chad on the Hellbound podcast. Uh, it is audio only, but 
it uses the you know the inside of the mind to present a very compelling show so please check that out as well um and um what's left trivial debates next month there'll be a new show um Mm -hmm. and a new host and uh please check that out uh you missed one show what show did i miss yes kbbl how could i miss that oh my gosh um yes please check this out simpsons reality no simpsons podcast simpsons review show going through each episode what's the next episode do we know what the next episode is? um i think they're doing homer's night out because it was supposed to be friday uh sam was asking why i think that they had to postpone it because um the i think it was one of the guys francis or baker couldn't make it so yes so please check that out really good really good i stand by it 100 percent um so oh, and hold up hold up i missed one as well you missed two hold up well, I, I missed this one now, too. Is there another one I missed after Hold Up? No, you should be good. You should be good. Hold yes. up. Okay, hold up. Um, okay, so a little... It is the here. guiding principle on which stop. Sorry. Hold Up is actually my favorite podcast in the network. I love this show. I'm not even on it. It's so good. Please check us out. Um, so they review three movies, um, two from pre-90s or pre-2000s and one... Um, in the current times of um, 2000 post and there's a, a theme for each episode the next episode is on spies i believe spy spy thriller jody's spy. i think jody's coming in for that one yes jody so uh three great movies um usually two personality two awesome personalities so you have north by north um west you have um Ronin, and you have atomic blood i believe so please check them out um i would also like to give a thanks to the amazing producer the world mind chris murphy himself uh thank you very much yeah thank you chris thanks especially i messaged him at like 7 30 this morning i i was so last minute for me i I scrambled so hard to put this together i did my best you did great man great job i appreciate it um also to our contestants and eventually our winner thank you very much uh, the show is only as good as the people who are competing in it, and you all are better than Chris Seymour. <laughs> <laughs> we did uh, it. That's it for Trivial Debates. Play us out. Okay, well, let's head on out of here, guys. And uh, where's our where's our theme music when we need it? I'm dancing uh, for no reason. Uh,